On today's episode, we'll look at the 2024 odds to win the Stanley Cup and see where the Dallas Stars rank. We'll talk about some potential trade options between the Stars and the Winnipeg Jets and close with some draft talk should the Stars look to acquire a first-round pick before the entry draft at the end of the month. All of this and more coming up on today's episode of Locked On Stars. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, coming to you on this Friday, June 16th. And today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NHL for $20 off your first purchase and whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener thank you for stopping by and making the locked on stars podcast your first listen every single day be sure to subscribe to the show on youtube as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice we are always free and available no matter where or how you may choose to listen and we got plenty to discuss today as we are now a few days into the official start of the nhl offseason and got some some you know round robin type questions, uh, a few different areas of discussion today, including um, some predictions for next season. Even though we are at the beginning of the off season, doesn't mean we can not talk about you know what could transpire uh, in the twenty three twenty four NHL campaign. And that starts with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of Locked On. Uh, they already have their odds out for the twenty twenty four Stanley Cup champions the Dallas Stars currently have the 10th best odds according to FanDuel to win it all next year at plus 1700 the teams that they are behind in order Colorado Toronto Edmonton New Jersey Boston Vegas Carolina Tampa Bay and New York this is a pretty interesting list and of course very very early as the Vegas Golden Knights were champions just a few days ago. And there is a lot that is going to change over the course of the next few months. Uh, we haven't hit the trades yet. We haven't hit free agency. The draft hasn't happened yet. So these are very early predictions and will likely change throughout the summer. And of course, we'll probably look drastically different come opening night. But I think at this moment in time, I actually think that this is a pretty fair placement for the Dallas Stars uh, at this juncture in the offseason, this far away uh, from the start of the new season. I know that it's pretty common for the Stars to you know, feel disrespected or be ranked probably lower than they should on some lists like this, but especially given the company that is ahead of them, uh, a lot of them I definitely understand. I think Colorado is going to be a much better team next season if they can get healthy, and who knows what kind of moves they're going to make in the offseason. I feel like People are starting to forget about them to some extent with a first round exit in the playoffs this year. And, you know, you think, oh, well, that was their cup hangover. And now they're going to start declining. But I still think Colorado is going to be a very good team. Toronto, 
I, I get why they're in the top 10. Number two is pretty funny to me. Uh, they win one round, and now people think that they're prepared to be the second best team in the league. I don't quite buy it, but I understand why they're in the top 10. Edmonton's always going to be in the top spots, you know, in projections and odds with two of the best players on the planet on their team. New Jersey, Boston, Vegas, Vegas down low. Pretty interesting. It looks like Vegas could potentially retain a good amount of their talent. Uh, and depending on some moves that they make in net and, and with a few players that potentially need to be re-signed, I don't really see a case for them to as to why they couldn't potentially find themselves in a repeat situation. But, you know, the stars behind a lot of these teams, but I think it's a pretty fair assessment uh, because the stars, you know, while they were a good team, they made it to the Western Conference final. Clearly, uh, still have some work to be done if they are looking to take that next step and become a true championship contender. And of course, they haven't done that yet. No team has really done that yet so far this offseason. Uh, you know, once free agency comes and goes and there's some trades made and the rosters look a little bit different, it wouldn't surprise me to see the Dallas Stars potentially ranked a little bit higher uh, in terms of odds. You know, plus 1,700 isn't too bad so far. But I think that they could definitely leapfrog some teams, maybe Tampa Bay, maybe Carolina, New York. Uh, Tampa is also a very interesting team coming in at the eighth best odds to win the cup next year. I feel like people are also starting to forget about them as they were the runners up in the previous season. They get eliminated in round one against Toronto. But with that core, as long as that main core, Stamkos, Kucherov, uh, Vasilevsky, uh, Braden Point had one of the most underrated seasons across the league this year. I feel like no one talked about uh, his season, he had, what, 50-plus goals? I feel like that core, it's going to be hard to count that group out if they're able to stay healthy and maybe add a few other nice pieces to that team. Mikhail Sergachev, Victor Hedman, I mean, the list just goes on and on. Very talented team uh, that I think just you know maybe ran out of gas in the regular season, wasn't able to surpass uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs in round one. The Leafs finally able to lift their first-round curse, if you want to call it that. But especially in the Central Division, I feel like as of right now, uh, you look at the favorites to win the Central and you look at some potential favorites to come out of the West. I think Vegas certainly has a case to be made in that regard. Edmonton, to some extent, I get, well, again, two, the two best players on the planet. But Colorado-Dallas, I think, are the easy one-two favorites right now to potentially win the Central. And if they're able to stay healthy like the Stars were for the most part last year, I think they could have a legitimate case at being one of the best teams in the Western Conference. So I'm not surprised to see both of those teams in the top 10 in odds. It also is not shocking to see the amount of Eastern Conference teams, uh, given the depth and the talent that we saw all throughout the Eastern Conference last season. I expect things to be as chaotic as they were last offseason. You know, are certain players going to stay? I think that's really where a lot of these things could change. A lot of those Eastern Conference teams really loaded up for the postseason, and some of those guys that they went and got haven't been re-signed yet. Timo Meyer in New Jersey, Tarasenko, Patrick Kane in New York with the Rangers. If some of those players go on the move and if some of them move to the Western Conference, we could see some Western Conference teams jump up the standings and we could see some of these Eastern Conference teams fall in terms of odds to win the cup next year. And that's what's going to make it interesting to monitor throughout the offseason. And of course, what makes it interesting now, again, I think top 10 coming in at 10th best odds is a pretty fair place for the Stars at this point in time as they're hopefully looking to improve their roster and get a little bit deeper, uh, especially on the blue line for this upcoming season. And I know the odds obviously are not the end all be all as the Boston Bruins were considered favorites to win the cup for the majority of the season. And they lost in the first round of the tournament against the Florida Panthers. So clearly not, not the end all be all, not a clear indicator of who the best teams actually are 
or who is going to win the cup. Uh, as I don't even think many people had Vegas as the favorites for the majority of the season until, you know, the middle of the playoffs where they really started to hit their stride and started to look like, you know, one of the most complete teams remaining uh, in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So you have to take all of it with a grain of salt, but I think the Stars are in a pretty good spot right now, and it seems like they're getting some decent respect, um, at least from the odds makers at FanDuel. It might look a little bit different elsewhere, but here at Locked On, we exclusively uh, rely on FanDuel for all, all of our odds and information for everything related to sports betting. Well, coming up next, we're going to be shifting gears to trade talks. The Winnipeg Jets, a division rival of the Dallas Stars, could be having a very busy offseason. Could there be a fire sale in Winnipeg? And could the Dallas Stars look to pick up a few players from their division rivals? We'll talk about that coming up next. Today's episode of Lockdown Stars is brought to you by our friends at Bird Dogs. Bird Dog stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but they fit way better. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of stiff, restricting cotton. Bird Dogs fixed this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. If you want to get your own pair of Bird Dogs, visit birddogs.com slash LockedOnNHL and enter promo code LockedOnNHL for a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash LockedOnNHL to get yourself the most comfortable shorts you will ever put on. I want to thank you again for making Locked On Stars your first listen every single day for making us a part of your daily routine. All the everydayers out there continuing to tune in even in the summer, in the offseason. Of course, always something to talk about in the world of Dallas Stars hockey and in the Central Division where things could be getting interesting in terms of some teams looking drastically different than they did at this point last season. Uh, one of the Dallas Stars division rivals, the Winnipeg Jets, could have a very busy next few weeks and their offseason could lead to the departure of a few key players. We all know that Pierre-Luc Dubois, uh, a stud forward in the NHL, he's looking to go play in Montreal. It feels like it's been a rumor for almost two years now uh, that he's not interested in staying in Winnipeg, and he wants to go play back home in Canada, in Montreal with the Canadians, and that seems like it's going to happen. It's really just a matter of when, not if at this point. And now we also know after this week, that goaltender Connor Hellebuck, yes, Vesna Trophy winner and current Vesna Trophy finalist Connor Hellebuck has recently expressed that he is not looking for an extension with the Winnipeg Jets going into the final year of his contract. And so with both of those guys, that their futures with the organization in question are really seemingly coming to an end. It seems like the Jets have those two players and a few other players on their current payroll that they could look to potentially move on from now via trade in order to build some stock for the future. It's not just Pierre-Luc Dubois and uh, Connor Hellebuck. Blake Wheeler, former captain of the team, who is 36 years old, is going into the final year of his contract. Mark Scheifele, a 40-plus goal scorer this past season, 30 years old, both he and Wheeler, uh, going into the final year of their current contracts. Both of them with pretty heavy cap hits, but those could be guys that are potentially on the move. I don't necessarily see the Stars looking to add either of those players Wheeler, it's more of an issue of age, and I believe his cap hit is also around $8 million. The Stars certainly have no business in looking to acquire a player with that big of a pay hit or cap hit and at that age. Shifley would be a really nice addition, but the pay hit 
also going to be pretty heavy uh, and you could probably get you know similar production not the exact same but similar produ production for maybe a little bit cheaper and, and there are you know a few other guys on, on this roster forwards and defensemen going into the final year of their contracts but there's one in particular that i kind of have my eye on here uh, over the next few weeks as things uh, could be shifting and players could be on the move out of winnipeg and the cap situation might make it a little bit tricky but i'm interested to see if the winnipeg jets show any interest in trading forward Nino Niederreiter and could the Dallas Stars potentially be interested in adding Niederreiter services to the roster. Niederreiter is a guy who's been on the move for the past few months. He, you know, leaves the Carolina Hurricanes last season, joins the Nashville Predators, expected to be a pretty big impact player for them and he did play well, but he eventually is traded at the deadline to the Winnipeg Jets has a $4 million cap hit. This is the final year of his current contract. And, you know, $4 million isn't the end of the world. The Stars coming in with just a little bit over $7 million in cap space. Definitely not a ton of room. And $4 million would eat into that pretty heavily while you're also looking to, you know, re-sign your Ty Delandrias and maybe, um, you know, a few other players, Max Domi, Evgeny Dodonov. Maybe, just maybe, you could get the Winnipeg Jets to retain some of the salary of Nino Niederreiter. But I would really only be interested in the Stars pursuing Nino Niederreiter if you can't keep Domi or Dodonov. Because I feel like you could get similar production from those two players, but maybe you could sign them for less money. I think Niederreiter at 30 years old is an effective player, but maybe not the answer the Stars are looking for. Unless they're going to lose guys like Domi or Dodonov if they're going to test the market, if they can't get deals worked out, which we know. Uh, that Jim Neal has expressed in his season-ending press conference that they want to keep both of those players that they acquired at the trade deadline. Uh, it's just a matter of term and price and that they are working with their agents likely as we speak uh, in order to see if they can get some sort of deal worked out to keep both of those guys. But if they're not able to, I think looking to add a player like Nino Niederreiter could be beneficial. But all of that to say that I think the Winnipeg Jets kind of have put themselves in an odd predicament uh, as you know, this past year, I think they were quite a surprise as they were second place in the central division for a good chunk of the campaign. They started to fall off a little bit. The wheels started to shoot off some at the end of the season, but they still did find themselves as a playoff team in a wild card spot matched up just with, you know, the eventual Stanley cup champions, not a ton uh, that they could do to slow down the Vegas golden Knights, despite the efforts of guys like Connor Hellebuck, I uh, just did not have the power or juice to contend with a team like that. And I think, you know, it was a pleasant surprise, I'm sure, for Winnipeg fans. But even, you know, last year and throughout last offseason, there just seems to be reports that not all is well in Winnipeg. And I think the addition of Rick Bonus maybe, you know, calms some of that as he's a pretty no-nonsense guy and can typically get the most out of his players. And I think he really did uh, get the most out of the personnel that he was, you know, inheriting as the new coach of the Jets. But I feel like we could be seeing maybe not a full rebuild, but a little bit more of a retooling in Winnipeg over the next few seasons. And I really do think that they would benefit from, you know, sending off a lot of these pieces to see what they can get. Cause I think the likelihood of some of these players with ending contracts staying long-term isn't super likely. So you'd like to potentially trade them either now or mid season before the trade deadline to see what you can acquire in return and maybe the Stars could look to get in on that. I don't know how excited the Jets would be in trading guys like Nino Niederreiter to the Stars to help a divisional opponent get better. But if the price is right and the Stars were able to find something or someone 
that the Jets are interested in. Uh, I think that it could potentially happen. But again, you, you don't really know what to expect with interdivisional trades. Doesn't happen a ton, uh, but it does happen on occasion if a team, if two teams are heading in opposite directions, if the Jets are looking to build stock for the future and the Stars are looking to win now. We've seen similar moves be made, uh, you know, with the Blackhawks and with the Coyotes for the Stars over the past few seasons at the deadline with the acquisitions of Max Domi and even last year, the addition or acquisition of Scott Wedgwood at the trade deadline for an adequate backup goaltender for Jake Ottinger. So I wouldn't count it out entirely, but I wouldn't hold your breath uh, and say it's a certainty that the Stars and Jets will make some sort of deal, but it certainly is worth keeping an eye on as things are going to be very interesting this summer in Winnipeg. And I believe that the personnel on the roster could look drastically different opening night uh, than what you might expect given who they currently have on their payroll. Well, coming up next, we're going to talk about the 2023 NHL draft. Should the Dallas Stars look to acquire a first round pick or should they stay where they're at and deal with the picks that they currently have in their arsenal? We'll talk about that coming up next. Today's episode of Locked On Stars is brought to you by our friends at Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun that you'll have. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same row or section for less. Game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Just download the game time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. third and final segment of today's episode of Locked on Stars and the NHL draft is less than two weeks away June 28th and 29th and it feels weird because the Dallas Stars don't have a first round draft pick at this moment in time they traded that first round pick last preseason uh, for Niels Lundqvist originally went to the New York Rangers but now uh, due to the trade for Vladimir Tarasenko, that pick actually now belongs to the St. Louis Blues in the very late stages of the first round. And so really the question now is, should the Dallas Stars look to acquire a first round pick for this year's entry level draft? And I personally think that they don't need to. I say no, that the Dallas Stars do not need a first round draft pick in 2023. And there's a few different reasons for that. For starters, this is a very top heavy draft. Connor Bedard, uh, you know, Adam Fantilli, Leo Carlson, just to name a few of the top guys. Those guys very well could be the top three, um, potentially even picked in that order. But I think the certainty of grabbing a great talent in the final 10 picks or so isn't super high, especially where I believe it's now the 29th overall pick uh, in this, you know, the first round of the draft. So quite literally the end of the first round, the certainty of getting a key contributor or potentially a cornerstone type piece player at that point in the first round is not super high. Maybe the St. Louis Blues will find someone great, but it could take a while for that player to pan out. It doesn't seem like it's a position where you're going to draft a guy and they're going to come in and make an instant impact on the franchise like you would see from a Connor Bedard or a Leo Carlson. 
Also, I think that the Dallas Stars should be fine with the, you know, the picks that they currently have. They don't have a first round pick and they don't have a third round pick, but they do have a second, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh. And especially with that second round pick, I think there can come some value. The Stars have a tendency of finding pretty great players in the second round of the draft. Jason Robertson, maybe you've heard of him. Uh, he was a 39th overall pick back in 2017. In 2015, the Stars drafted a kid named Rope Hintz, a pretty good player if you ask me. And even though he hasn't seen NHL ice minutes just yet, Logan Stankoven was the 47th overall pick in the 2021 draft. But if Wyatt Johnston is any indication, and if Stankoven's junior hockey career is any indication, I think that he could be a pretty special player for the Dallas Stars as early as this coming season. So I have faith that, you know, he might not be as big of a hit as a Robertson or a Hintz, but they could go find themselves a really nice player in the second round of this year's draft and be willing to wait for him to pan out. Obviously, you really don't expect a second round pick to instantly join the NHL club and make an instant impact on the franchise. You have to wait a few years, but I think the Stars have the luxury of going and getting a guy that they like, a guy that they think they can develop, and then maybe three, four seasons from now, he's able to crack the NHL roster, and who knows, maybe we have another Jason Robertson on our hands, another future 100-point scorer. That would you know, take some time to tell and remains to be seen, but it could happen, and the Stars organization, especially over the past decade or so, has a tendency of finding some nice talent in the late stages of the draft. And the last reason I don't think that they really need to go and get a first-round pick this year is they appear to be set from a prospect's perspective for the next few years. And this is, again, a luxury that they have given guys that have already cracked the team, like Thomas Harley, Wyatt Johnston. Those are going to be main fixtures on the Stars roster for years to come. Stan Coven is very close to making the team Maverick Bork will probably be you know, a, a household name amongst Stars fans for over the next few seasons. He might could even crack the NHL roster this year, maybe. Uh, but then even guys that might be a little bit farther out. Leon Bichel, I think, has plenty of potential. Christian Cairo, uh, I think, is going to be a nice addition. And you could go on and on. You could look at multiple, uh, either the Texas Stars in the AHL or the junior hockey level. Uh, there's plenty of special players to be excited about going forward. The Stars aren't really in a position where they need a bunch of prospects to go ahead and make the jump to the NHL. They can continue to show patience and do their due diligence with these players to make sure that they are ready when their time in the league comes because they have so many other talented players on the roster right now, a healthy mix of older veterans and really talented young players. And they, so the roster and the construction of it is in a really nice place right now. And so all of that to say, there's no need for the stars to, you know, I wouldn't say panics. I don't think they would be panicked, but there's not really a need for them to go out and acquire a first round pick. They can be content with what they have, and especially in the second round, and hopefully they're able to find another diamond-in-the-rough kind of player who eventually can make an impact on the franchise down the road, and hopefully we'll also see the continued development and growth of Niels Lundqvist, the player who was acquired in exchange for this year's first-round pick. But that is going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you so much again for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. Be sure to subscribe to the show here on YouTube or follow us on your favorite podcasting platform of choice. Remember, we are always free and available no matter where or how you choose to listen. You can also find and follow us on social media. Just search for Locked on Stars on Instagram and Twitter. You can also follow my personal Twitter account at Dane double underscore Lewis. 
Be sure to tune back in next week as we'll continue on. We'll probably have a few more player evaluations for you, and we'll probably also start diving into some draft speculation. We don't want to just talk about the potential of getting a nice second-round player. Who specifically could the Stars target in the second round? And maybe we'll have some trade rumors, free agency talk, all that good stuff coming your way next week. You won't want to miss it, so be sure to keep it dialed in to Locked on Stars all off-season long. But I hope you guys enjoy your Friday, enjoy your weekend, and we'll see you back here on Monday. 